0: The Sixers get outclassed by the best offensive team in the league, but the biggest story of the night is Joel Embiid's health. I will give you all I know, plus a breakdown of what went wrong in the Sixers' loss to Utah coming up right now on Locked On Sixers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Sixers. I am your host, Serena Winters, former Sixers sideline reporter serving up content to Sixers fans. Don't forget to follow, like, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Serena Winters. And hey, we are trying to get to a 1000 reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you can leave a five star review on the podcast and ask a question. I promise I will answer that question on one of the podcasts coming up. So help me get those reviews up. I would greatly appreciate it. We truly appreciate you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Plus we've got great sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. It's showtime, baby! Man, Doc Rivers joked before tonight's game that he almost went into shock when told that the Sixers did not have any injuries pre-game. You jinxed it, Doc. You jinxed it. So let's get into the news on Joel Embiid. Embiid was rubbing the right side of his ribcage area while sitting on the bench in the third quarter against the Jazz before heading back to the locker room with the Sixers head athletic trainer Kevin Johnson and their team doctor. We then saw Embiid return to the floor a few minutes into the fourth quarter. Now, the Sixers said that Embiid was dealing with right abdominal pain And Dennis Scott, who was doing the sideline for the game broadcast on NBA TV, he reported Embiid's pain as severe, but something that he wanted to try to play through. So, Embiid did end up playing four minutes and 49 seconds in the fourth quarter before Doc pulled him and the rest of the starters with the Jazz up 18. So, after the game, Embiid said that. He doesn't know what caused what he called side pain today. He said that he started feeling it in the first quarter, thought it was a cramp, and then his breathing became a problem. Now, Joel said that he'll be fine long term. But look, this is something I think we're going to have to monitor because Embiid's health, let's be frank, is always something That we are going to have to monitor. And Joel is a guy who likes to try his best to play through injuries. You know, respect him for that, absolutely. But sometimes that also means you can't take him face value at his word saying that he'll be fine. Um, Just because he is a guy that tries to push through. And again, much, much, much respect for that. But something we need to monitor. Now Tyrese Maxey also went down hard in this one. Second quarter, took a bad fall, went in the paint and he hit his head just hard on the ground. And honestly, it looked like he was seriously out of it. I mean, he couldn't get up for a few minutes and if you kind of saw his face, if you've seen somebody right after they've had a concussion, that's just what it reminded me of. So they took him back to locker room and there was no way that I thought he was going to come back and play this game. I mean, because of what I just said, it looked like he had a concussion with the way he reacted. But sure enough, prove me wrong, he came right back out of the locker room and checked back into this game. You never want to see players go back to the locker room, but hey, Glad that both Joel and Maxie were able to come back and play in this one. So my biggest takeaway from this game against Utah was honestly watching the Utah Jazz play and subsequently realizing where the Sixers really lack. The first word that came to my mind when watching Utah play tonight was just in sync. Like, everybody just seemed in sync. Every lineup, from the starters to the bench, just everyone looked in sync. I mean, these guys are passing with a purpose, cutting with a purpose, screening with a purpose, playing defense with a purpose, and when up against our Sixers tonight? You could just really see some of the glaring deficiencies with this team let's take something that Greg Anthony, who was the analyst on tonight's NBA TV broadcast, said he pointed out on the broadcast early in the game that the Sixers just don't have scoring passers, and that hurts them. I mean, there's a reason why so many of the Sixers' possessions are bogged down. They're throwing up shots at the end of the shot clock. And this is where I can say the Sixers do miss having that point guard mentality player that passes to score it's like if you're going to drive in the paint with the intention of passing you better make sure you commit enough to bring a big with you rather than trying to pass to a Joel Embiid or an Andre Drummond that still has a Rudy Gobert fully committed to him in the paint right it's like you got to do these things with a purpose and I love the phrase scoring passer because when you hear that That's, to me, one of the biggest areas the Sixers lack. Now, they have it sometimes with, as an example, Seth Curry. Curry can do that with Embiid, right? He's delivering with a purpose. But otherwise, we see so many empty possessions because of that. And that's why if you're watching as a fan and you see the shot clock winding down and you're screaming at the TV and you're doing it over and over again, right? Where guys just have to throw up a shot at the end of the clock. I mean, it's one thing for that to happen one or two times. It's a different thing for it to happen as many times as it happens with the Sixers. I think that the Sixers are trying to do the right things, but you've got to have full commitment to the execution, right? I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the Sixers need decision makers out there on the court right now. And then that's going to help them generate more offense in the half court. All that being said, I can tell you I'm not upset with where the Sixers are at right now. I think that for what the Sixers have, what they don't have, and what they've gone through to start the season, at the end of the day, they just got beat by a much better team. All right, coming up, let's talk more about this game, the good, the bad, because it started off great in the first quarter. And we'll get into some of the likes and the dislikes that's coming up. Do you ever go into your credit card statement and see a charge on there? Let's call it $15.95 and you're like, why do I keep getting charged $15.95 monthly? What is this for? And you look into it and you realize it's one of those subscriptions that renewed on its own that you didn't cancel. Well, do you know why free trials renew without your consent? I'm sure you do. It's all money. It's a business scam. It's out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. That's real money. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill. Dot .com slash LockedOnNBA, it could save you thousands a year. What would you do with that extra cash? I know what I would do. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Thanks for making Locked On Sixers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. The first quarter of this game was actually ridiculously fun to watch. So much fun. The Sixers scored 32 points in the first quarter, led by five heading into the second. I mean, it was fun on both sides, just back and forth. And look, it helps when you're making shots, right? The Sixers shot 56% in the first quarter, or three of nine from three. The problem was the Sixers only hit three additional threes for the entirety of the game, then finished a horrendous, 6 of 33 from deep. That's 18.2% against the Jazz. But back to the goodness first quarter, Embiid was a beast. Scored 11 points in the first quarter. Although I can still do without him jacking up a 3 with 23 seconds left in the shot clock in the first quarter. But he completely made up for it when we saw the 7-footer go all 94 feet for a one-handed slam. Gosh, that was so much fun. So good. If you missed that, check it out. Sixers Twitter's all over it. Matisse Thibel was the most aggressive I've seen him be on offense. I mean, he was hunting scoring opportunities. And whether it was a lob from Harris, a putback off his own miss, it made up for some of those bricked laser three-pointers that he had. And he had seven points in the first quarter. I like him just trying to be aggressive offensively. Even if he's going to struggle with it, because the only way that he's going to get any better at it and be a legitimate threat is if he keeps going at it. So I was proud of him tonight, for sure. Harris hit a catch-and-shoot triple. Seth Curry was the one guy passing to score, as we talked about in that first segment. And when the Sixers played fast, they scored. I want them to play faster. Keep playing faster. It wasn't an entertaining first quarter. It really was. And then, unfortunately, the second quarter came around. And we had that Andre Drummond, Sheik Milton, George Nying, Furkan Korkmaz, Matisse Thybul lineup, and that was a rough watch. And going back to that point I made in the first segment just about feeling like the Sixers are out of sync, and you watch the Jazz who are in sync. I mean, out of sync is the phrase that comes to mind when watching that lineup. You've got Drummond going back and forth between who the heck are you passing to passes and then brilliant passes. Although that's what we really just come to expect with Andre. I will say, though, that when Maxi was subbed back into this lineup with Embiid still on the bench, you can see this is just where Maxi is in his comfort zone. He's fearless, aggressive, and that's going to be a theme that we're going to continue to watch out for. Right, how he can best make the most of his minutes on the floor with Embiid. I know that he can't be the same player that he is when Embiid is on the floor versus when he's off. I get that. But it's just figuring out how he can be most effective when he's in the starting lineup with Joe. The Sixers missed all of their threes in the second quarter. All of them. They ended up finishing 3 of 18 from deep at the half, struggled to get stops, And even though it was already feeling like that momentum had shifted, the Sixers, though at halftime, they were still in it, trailed by 7 to Utah. I'll tell you what I did like in the third quarter. The Sixers getting out in transition and running for a few possessions. It led to Curry in transition threes, even a 7-0 spurt in the third. Both of Curry's threes, which were also the only two threes that Curry made against Utah, were catch-and-shoot threes in transition in the third quarter. The second one after a rebound and a feed from Embiid in the third. And then Joel goes back to the locker room to have that abdominal area checked out. And the Sixers could have really used a solid close to the third quarter to carry them into the fourth. But instead, they either got Matisse Thibel or Shake Milton turning the ball over, leading to buckets for the Jazz on the other end. So the Jazz were up 12, heading into the fourth quarter, and it was... Honestly, I'll downhill from there. By the time Joel checked back into this game, the Sixers were already down 16. And with four minutes and 30 seconds left, Doc empties the bench. Sixers fall to the Jazz 118-96. to The Sixers just got beat by the better team. I mean, I told you coming into this one that the Jazz are the best offensive team in the NBA right now. And it showed they were clicking on all cylinders. It's hard to find their weaknesses. And the Sixers have weaknesses right now. And they showed. But that's okay. I mean, like I said, I'm not disappointed where the Sixers are at right now with what they have. Coming up, hear what Joel Embiid had to say after the game, and some of the listeners finally got what they were waiting for. Isaiah Joe was getting some minutes for Furkan Korkmaz. I'm on the go. I'm in the car. I'm on the road. I need to have easy options for fuel. Bilt Bar is my fuel because it is delicious. It is high in protein. It is amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. You get the best of both worlds with Bilt Bar. Delicious and healthy. And you've got so many flavors. Maybe you want to try the double chocolate because you're a chocolate fan like I am. Maybe it's a day where you're feeling cookies and cream. Peanut butter brownie? Did somebody say mint brownie? Did somebody say raspberry? Cherry? Cherry? I'm telling you, their assortment of flavors is ridiculous and Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need for the day. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com bet online has you covered all season more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code it's easy locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. I said it yesterday. If the rebounding differential is huge against the Jazz, expect it to be a tough night for the Sixers. Well, the Sixers got out-rebounded 52-34 to and gave up 18 points to offensive rebounds. And guess what? It was a tough night for the Sixers. Post-game, Tobias Harris told reporters that they've got to take more pride in rebounding and that he's not sure why the team has had such rebounding issues, but said they were out-hustled against the Jazz. For reference, the Sixers are currently the third-worst rebounding team in the NBA right now. Joel Embiid, after the game, said the Sixers still have a lot of work to do offensively and defensively, and also that the Sixers still don't shoot enough threes. And for reference, the Sixers averaged 32.2 three-point attempts per game, which is 26th in the NBA. So there you go. You can always count on Joel not to sugarcoat things. Even when they were winning games on the road, we heard him say flat out after the game, our defense sucked tonight. You know, who will give you his honest assessment? And he did. They've got a lot of work to do offensively and defensively, and that's accurate. Furkan Corkmaz cannot throw a ball in the ocean right now. Whew. And I love Furk. But it doesn't make up for the fact that he was 0 for 5 from deep tonight in 16 minutes. That wouldn't be a big deal if he had... You know, shot well the night before, or the game before that, or the game before that, or the game before that. But Ferk is shooting just 20% from three in his past 14 games right now, and 28.3% from the field. That is a very decent sample size. And Doc even gave Isaiah Joe some of FERC's minutes tonight, which... I'll be honest, as much as I love Ferk, give Joe the time right now. It would benefit both of these guys. I mean, Ferk's not playing well. He's not shooting himself out of this slump. Give Joe some minutes. Let him develop and see what he can do because Joe on the bench isn't doing anything. And I get Doc's mindset again of, you know, if it came to playoff time, Ferk's going to be the guy that you're going to trust. And that's fine. It can still be him. But if you don't develop Joe, you won't know what you get with him. And right now is that perfect excuse that you have to develop him because the numbers tell it to you. I mean, all you got to do is show Furk a stat sheet. You don't have to, I'm sure he already knows. I'm just saying right now is as good of a reason as ever to give Joe some minutes. The Jazz bench also outscored the Sixers bench, 48-31. to 31. That is a big number. 17 points. Yes, I did just do that math in my head for all you math nerds out there, and I am very proud of myself. Very proud. And I did not count on my fingers, which I usually do under the table, even though I'm in my 30s. Don't tell anybody that. I do, however, want to go back to the point I made in the last segment, which is that with all that's transpired, I still do not feel terrible with where this team is at right now. I don't. Do you? I mean, really, do you? If you're sitting in your car or whatever, you're thinking about that question. I'm curious, how do you feel about where this team is at given the circumstances given no Ben Simmons and an all star that is not playing and the Sixers not getting anything for it and the 27 plus games that have been missed because of COVID and the ish, the, the health issues, all of it. How do you feel with where the Sixers are right now? Are you okay with it? Let me know. Find me on Twitter at Serena Winters. Well, coming up, it does not get any easier for the Sixers. On Saturday, they take on the Golden State Warriors in Philadelphia And, of course, it has to be this game that Steph Curry, not Seth, Steph Curry is just 10 threes away from passing Ray Allen as the all-time three-point shooter for a new NBA record. And it could all happen on Saturday with his brother, Seth, on the other side. Do we want this to happen in Philly or do we not want this to happen in Philly? I can't decide. I was asking myself this question and my initial instinct was like, no, I don't don't want this happening in Philly. Don't let it happen there. And then I was thinking about it and the whole story of it. And also a lot of things happen in Philly, right? Like thinking of the milestones that Kobe hit while he was in Philly. There's just something special about that. But even more so, like the story of getting to have your brother on the other end when it happens. That's pretty cool. Whatever team, whatever player you're a fan of, that's a pretty neat story. But what do you think? I know I've got Sixers fans listeners out there. How do you feel if on Saturday night, Steph Curry passes Ray Allen? Let me know. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Sixers. It has been such a fun week. Thank you so much for staying with me. Thanks for making Locked on Sixers your first listen every day. And how about you make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Have a great weekend. I will see you on Monday.